Greetings, welcome to my podcast. I'm Eric Backer, the naturopath from New Zealand and formulator of the Kanzita range of supplements. In each of my bite-sized episodes, you'll be getting practical tips that you can follow right away to improve your health and lifestyle. So go ahead and binge listen. So let's talk a bit about digestive issues in common and some of the main reasons I see people coming to me and things underpinning these GI issues. Let's talk about those. I've written a few points down on paper. I have five major uh, issues here we're going to discuss. The first one, of course, is stress. Stress has the most fantastic effect on the body. You may be sitting and thinking, oh, yeah, well, I haven't got a stressful lifestyle. Well, I can tell you now, if your heart is beating, you're most likely suffering from stress because you're a living organism. All living organisms suffer from stress, particularly intelligent living organisms like animals and human beings. They suffer a lot from stress. So we've got this system in our body called the autonomic nervous system, which helps us to regulate us. It gets us back to normal. It increases stress, which increases our survival rate. But then it brings us back to a normal baseline again, and that keeps our health sane. But many people don't quite live like that. They have high levels of anxiety. They live crazy lifestyles. They have a lot of self-imposed stress. And you have to remember that most stress is self-imposed. People didn't do it to you. You did it to yourself. All right? Don't ever forget that. You're the one who got wound up because somebody yelled at you. You could have walked away. All right? So stress can result in many different types of physical impairments, particularly if the stress is very low-grade and long-term, which I often talk about. A key one with the gut is enzyme deficiencies. So when you're running away from a dinosaur, you know how our bodies evolved over a period of thousands of years. With stress, survival is the number one thing that our bodies need to be thinking about. We need to be able to survive. We don't need to be thinking about sitting down and having a nice double burger with fries and coke when we're under stress. Okay, because that's not the object. The object is to actually stay alive. So by evading stress, uh, you know, whether it's subjective or objective stress, our digestive systems change. Our blood, our circulation changes, our brain changes. Lots of things change under stress. So as cortisol increases, it also changes the way that our digestion really occurs. Enzyme deficiencies occur very commonly under stress because your gut slows right down. Okay, blood gets moved to the periphery. The brain gets amped up so it can hear the stress and recognize it and avoid the stress. So the ability for digestive enzymes to be you know, manufactured and secreted dramatically decreases. The ability for food to pass through the bowel dramatically decreases under stress. So what does that mean? Constipation, gas, bloating, you know, burping, farting, all these kind of weird things can happen. Feeling like you know, you've got food in your tummy like a brick, very common under stress. Poor peristalsis, so poor ability for stool to move through the gut. We've got this other very complicated mechanism called the migrating motor complex, or MMC. Okay, Every two hours it kicks in, and it just gently moves and sweeps through the digestive system. And it's very, very affected by stress. Very affected by stress. And this, this explains why so many people get constipated and blocked up and can't go. You put junk food in the mix, bingo, you've got a real big digestive problem. So stress impairs digestion and creates multiple symptoms for people. That's why I put it as number one. Number two, lifestyle, well, which is basically to do with stress. But if you don't chew properly, you don't poo properly. Remember that one? I've spoken about that many times. 
if you look at young children or infants, they will eat food and have a bowel motion very quickly after that. Babies don't usually drink beer or smoke cigarettes or take drugs or do dumb things like adults do. They tend to have a much more natural innate response. When they're stressed, they cry, they scream, they vomit, they do poos. Adults can't do that when they're seen as infants. Kids have a much more adaptive mechanism. You know, they can handle stress differently from us adults. So remember, small stools, big hospitals. Big stools, small hospitals. That's a good saying, isn't it? So people who chew better, they better. I wasn't going to say the word, but you know what I mean, okay? Chewing is a very powerful parasympathetic dominator, which means it relaxes the body. The same as breathing in nice and slowly and deeply. That very much improves digestion. Yoga, the breath of life. Why do you think they call it the breath of life? Because yoga entails breathing nice and slowly and deeply. Thinking about slowing down the body movements, countering stress response, increasing peristalsis, improving the motor migrating complex, dramatically improving digestive enzyme output. So I'm trying to teach you guys out there that relaxation is very much akin to improved digestion, stress wrecks digestion, right? So crazy eating habits. People have crazy eating habits. People go and have a burger at 3 o'clock in the morning when they're on FaceTime liking cat videos and some dumb things like that. Well, I can tell you, if you're going to live a dumb lifestyle, you're going to suffer the consequences, right? So if you don't make a lot of time now for good health, make sure you make plenty of time down the track for a lot of disease coming your way. And then it's too late. I've lost several friends in the past few years through poor lifestyle and eating habits. And three out of these guys weren't even 60. And one of my friends, dear old friend, he passed away at 57 of a massive heart attack, a coronary. And we would have a meal together, and then he'd go home, and on the way home, he'd have McDonald's. And, and Paul got increasingly bigger and bigger, and I kept telling him, the best exercise for you is this. And he'd say, what's that? I said, pushing the plate away from your face. That's the best exercise. So don't forget, eating too much, sloppy lifestyles, late nights, burger joints, you know, you can you you, you could end up in in, uh, in a hole in the ground. Not a really good idea, is it? Prematurely, that is. So crazy lifestyles, crazy eating habits, can mean an early demise. Common sense says to eat regular meals through the day, try and lower your stress levels, improve your lifestyle, which will mean an improved health through an improved digestive system. All right? People do dumb things. They drink alcohol with meals. Why would you do that? Why would you have three glasses of wine with a meal and then think that you've, you've got a healthy digestive system? It's not a great idea to drink alcohol with meals. It's good to eat at regular times, healthy food, not at crazy hours. And as I mentioned in many videos, it's not a good idea to eat food in front of a screen or in front of a mobile phone. When I spent time in Los Angeles uh, a few weeks ago, I could not believe how many people were sitting there, even in like health restaurants, like healthy food outlets, Every one of the young people had a mobile phone up to their face while they're eating food. It's not a good idea, folks. These small tips like this can make a big difference for your, your health, particularly when you get to be an old, old codger like me when you're close to 60. That's when the chickens come home to roost, not when you're 25. Gut infections, number three. Many people have got low-grade chronic gut infections. You may notice a little bit of a niggling pain on the left or the right or central. You may notice some digestive discomfort some nausea, some burping, some reflux. You could have a bacterial infection of the stomach. 
You could have a bacterial infection of the small intestine. You could have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It's very, very common these days to have a low-grade infection that sits there, particularly with the history of the oral contraceptive pill or antibiotics or any kind of pharmaceutical drugs, particularly with the history of taking uh, drugs that are designed to block stomach acid secretion. I mean, how stupid is that, taking drugs to block the ability of the stomach to make enzymes and acids to improve your digestion? That, to me, is one of the dumbest things you can do in terms of medication. Absolutely crazy. We're going to look back on all this years from now. Hopefully this video is up another 50 years and people say, that guy was right. He was nuts, but he was right. You watch. So, gut infections. Get a stool test done, a comprehensive stool analysis, assess the gut, find out what's wrong and correct it. And watch how your digestion improves, especially if you eat good food and have a relaxed lifestyle. Makes a big difference. Drugs, number four. Antibiotics, we just spoke about that. Why would you want to take a drug that's anti-life? Antibiosis, anti-life. Are you living? Well, you must be if you're watching this video. So why would you take a drug that counters your life, that actually kills and destroys life? It doesn't make sense to take antibiotics unless you're on death's door, in my opinion. These are one of the leading contributors to many, many GI problems that I see in people every single day for the last 30 years. This would have to be one of the worst drugs ever created. It's literally a nuclear bomb of the gut. The mother of all bombs, Moab. Well, this is a Moab, one of these antibiotic prescriptions. But there could also be recreational drugs or various other prescribed drugs that could also have quite serious effects on your gut. So if you're taking a, a prescribed drug long term, talk to your doctor. It could be implicated in a gut problem. And the fifth one, which you may not be thinking of, is dietary supplements. Many people take the wrong kind of stuff. They take too many supplements. They have very poor combinations of supplements. The average patient I see will be taken anywhere from 5 up to 25 um, dietary supplements all in one day. That's ridiculous, isn't it, doing that? It just doesn't make sense. You're better off taking very small amounts of high-quality products, exactly what you need at that time, because the best drug you can take is a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle. It will win, ultimately, it will win in the long run. You know, you'll never lose by eating good food and living a clean, healthy lifestyle. Try not to prop up your health, poor health, with supplements. I created the Kanzita range to get people well and to get them the heck off those products, not to keep people on that for years and years and years, right? Three months, six months maybe, 12 months tops, you should be off a lot of these things. You should be eating good food like me. Maybe take a multivitamin or a fish oil, but that's about it. You don't really want to be on loads. Need magnesium? Eat magnesium-rich foods. Need calcium? Eat calcium-rich foods. Need zinc? Eat zinc-rich foods. Need iron? Eat meats that contain iron. Does it make sense? I hope it does. So the video is not meant to patronize you. It's meant to just open you up and, and waken you up to the fact that you can't beat a healthy lifestyle and healthy foods if you want to counter digestive problems. Thanks for tuning in.